following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape on this Wednesday, November 3rd. Recording at about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Rich Eggy here with the Broken Helmet with me as always on Wednesday, or actually whenever the hell we do the gambling podcast. My brother, Christopher, how are we doing down there, sir? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. We missed you last week. You flaked out on us. Yeah. Life Sorry got in that. the way. Yeah. Fuck a motherfucker. But uh, well, and I think it actually cursed you. I think it actually cursed you because you had one of your worst weeks yet. I know. As you did I not lost. join us. I lost. I lost 15, 20 bucks, something yeah, like that. As, as you, as a gambling man, you should know you got to stick with all your routines. It's the superstition, sir. You screw with that. You screw with everything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was pretty upset about. Oh, I was pretty upset about that one game that the that's absolutely screwed me. Well, I, I should have. I should have won the, the Chargers. It's the second time the Chargers got me. Well, we can talk about that in a hot second um, with the gambling update. Well, I mean, we can just get into it now, and then and then we'll go into the gambling update because I that was one of the games that I actually watched uh, second time. And did you watch the Patriot Charger game? I wa- I, I watched or it on Red Zones. I, I watched on Red Zone, so you know it keeps going back and forth to who's ever about to score. So I didn't see the whole game. No. Right, right, right. Okay. So look, Brandon Staley. I know everybody loves the guy, and in the beginning of the year, I, the Chargers look phenomenal. But I will say, after watching that game, I don't know if it was an off game. This is now what two uh, two games in a row, right? That Herbert has stunk up the field, but there was some terrible, terrible play calling in that game. And for those that listen to the podcast universe and know of all of the gambling people such as, uh, you know, like Warren Sharp. Warren Sharp is huge, as are a lot of other data analysts, on not throwing, not running on first down, you know, and, and not doing the pass, run, run, pass, RRP you know, play calling. And, man, watching that Charger team, it's all they did. They had so many crapo runs on first down that they were just always playing from behind. It was like they just gave – I mean, they just made it that much easier for New England to win that game. It was brutal. I, I, I don't know what the hell they were doing, but it was not an impressive game at all. And if that's the new 2021 Chargers, I mean – there's a lot to, left to be desired. Yeah, time of possession was a big thing in that game too from what I read. I, I didn't see the final numbers, but I New England just had their way, right? They just they controlled the clock. They ran it a lot and 
Well, they ran the ball a lot, and they also had some huge penalties in that game. I, there were like two two significant Damian Harris runs that got called back. Yeah. One was a big long run, and I think the other one was a touchdown. But regardless, uh, you know, it was just watching the Chargers after they had the beginning of the year that they did. It was a complete and utter letdown. I expected yeah. so much more out of that team, as did you, because you bet them. Yeah, as did I. New England had seventy-five plays. Los Angeles had fifty. I. I it's just New England dominated that game. They just they they had what they they got what they wanted to do out of it, and then they won at the end. And one of the things I was watching in the game because I tried to watch. New England a little bit to get a feel for Mac Jones here. But Mac Jones is either going to be a fantastic quarterback or this is as good as it's going to get because he's making all the right reads in these games. You watch the games and he's going through his progressions and he's making his reads and he's hitting the open pat the players, wide receivers, passers. No, he's not a He's the passer. He's hitting his wide-open passes to wide-open receivers. But the long passes, which I guess has been the critique of him throughout, he just misses. Like, he never gets a big, long ball in there. And he had guys open in that game that had he thrown a, a better ball that they would have gotten a lot more in terms of offensive production versus the Chargers. So well, I you know the problem is is also his receivers are Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Henry, Nikhil Harry. Like he doesn't have a Keenan Allen, right? A Keenan Allen who makes quarterbacks look good. Do you know what I'm saying? No, no, no I, I do. Yeah, no, he does not have a a Keenan Allen. Uh, he does not have. I, I mean, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say Mike Williams, but uh, mm. you know, at least a 2021 Mike Williams. Um, he, he has Kendrick Bourne. He has Jacoby and Myers. He had I just said Jacoby and Myers. <laughs> Jacoby Myers. <laughs> Jacoby and Myers. Um, uh, I mean Hunter Henry. You know Johnu Smith. What a disappointment that that man. I thought that guy was going to be a stud, and he has turned into a bit player at best. He needs a, he needs a Wes Welker. He needs somebody who can be that. Yeah, he needs Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham would be so perfect on the Patriots. He'd be yeah, but he's, so awesome. But he's not. I mean, they, they, well, now, I mean, we'll get to this when we get to the games. I mean, he could be because it seems like I, he's trying to fight to get himself released. Now, I don't think the Browns are going to release him because I. why are you going to release him when – you would definitely want to get some kind of value for him. You know, you wouldn't want to just let him walk. But he was a, a no-show today at practice, excused absence. Yeah, but at the same time, if you're not going to play him, then why pay him? Well, they, they either cut him and release him and they get nothing for him, or they try to have him finish out the year and then flip him at the end of the year. Well, they—I think they'd rather wrap them in bubble wrap and just say you're done for the year. We'll, we'll see what we can get for you after the well, year. Well, that would be option three—that you don't play them at all and you sit them, and that's just the end of, of you know the time 
you've missed the trade window, so you can't do anything now. And then you look to unload him next year. Nor is he healthy. I mean, the dude hasn't been healthy in four years. Uh, no, he has not. It's been one thing after another, dating all the way back to his end run in New York. So Yeah, when he broke his ankle or whatever the hell he did, and that was the end of him. Well, there was a couple, right? It was the ankle, and then he came back from that, and then was the next year he was traded. I can't even remember it anymore. But He entered the league with a horrible hamstring injury and then took the, the world by storm. I don't remember him entering, but I'm whatever. That was so long ago. I don't remember him having a hamstring injury all the way at the start. But I, whatever, we've talked about this. His first like three years are insane, and yeah. I've never seen a a stronger fall off for somebody who came in the league that strong. I, I mean, it was just literally it was over. He had three good years, ankle injury, two mediocre years, and it's just done since then. It was just so crazy to think about in hindsight. Anyway, go. Uh, Back to what we were talking about, uh, you know, he would be great on New England because, like you said, New England needs kind of like a Wes Welker slot type guy. Yes. Yep. He's going to have to change his game. He's going to have to be like a Juju Smith-Schuster, right? He's going to have to switch to – he would be – he's still got great hands, but he's not going to burn people down the field. And having that over the, uh, over the middle – Ability to catch the ball is something that's needed on a lot of teams. You know, like that's that's where Hunter Renfro makes his money. That's where Cole Beasley makes his money. Uh, Schuster makes his money. You know, like that those guys they get paid hands. Even Keenan Allen is he's kind of a, a yardstick guy. Like he he gets your first down on third down all the time. Yeah, well, modern modern era football, right? It, there's. It's all offense. So with the lack of physicality, all of these offensive gurus and all the professional systems, which are actually high school and college systems, just rolled up, there's just a lot of space, and especially a lot of space over the middle, which if you go, you know, you think about it, it really kind of starts, in my mind, with two things. It starts with when the Colts complained about the physicality of the Patriots, and then they changed those rules in the league so that you, you, you couldn't jam the way that you used to be and you couldn't be as physical with, with the receivers. And then with the inability to hit the receivers over the middle, the defenseless receiver penalty that they created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 I think, was it Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson might have been one of the last big hits that I can remember before they put that before they put that rule in place because he went yeah. across the middle and I thought he was dead. He got destroyed. It must have been 2009, maybe. I don't know, 2009. When he was on the Eagles. He was on the Eagles and he got laid out. I mean, it was a car crash in the middle of the field. And they came out with that league, that rule, I think either just before that or just after that, whatever it was. But anyway, with, with the utilization of new rules – and new strategies. There's just been a lot of open space, you know, if you will, over the middle, which you can use, you know. So I I agree with you. People like Hunter Henry, that's how they're making, you know, ends meet there. Hunter Renfro, Coles Beasley, you know, all the rest, whatever. Um, yeah, that's that's essentially what teams are doing to Kansas City to to prevent them from having the long bond. They're just they're letting them have that that middle 
that open those, those short passes. Kansas City goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago. I, I'm just a firm believer in the fact that Kansas City's issues right now is the fact that they don't have any talent. I mean, they have they have two guys. I, three of you want to include Mahomes. But, I mean, they have Kelsey and they have Hill. And that's it. Everybody else is just a guy. And so now that people have tried to basically found a way to contain Hill to a degree and contain Kelsey, what do they got? Well, I mean, but look at the look at the Packers. They only have three guys. They have Rodgers, Jones, and and Adams. Uh yeah. Well, Jones, right? Well, they have a running back. I you know Edward Hilaire is not a great running back. He is no. That's back. that's the big that's the big difference. They have a, a committee there that is there's no standout, and I guess that's the big difference between what makes Green Bay really good and Kansas City what we thought. They're, you just can't win with a straight passing game, and without that running game, it's not going to open up. It's not going to open. People are people are just going to well, sit there and, and let Kansas City, you know, death by a thousand cuts. They're going to let them just have those underneath. Break but don't uh, bend but don't break. Sure. F- philosophy. But also, the Packers do have a better line than the Chiefs do, right? The Chiefs are still, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, the Chiefs Rookies. are almost in are almost in giant territory here with, with the line. The what they they can't get this damn thing fixed, but. Green Bay has better line, and they have, you know, Lazard, MVS. You know, who is you have Tyree Kill, and then what? I, I mean, they're starting Josh Gordon for crying out loud. That fucking guy is playing. He he just came back in the league, and they've got him playing big like snaps. I don't. I I haven't even seen him. I mean, I, was, I think he had a catch, but but I well, mean, they he's have, on the field. But then, yeah. Like, Pringle, Robinson, Pringle, Pringle Robinson, Hardman. Hardman. Those guys stink. They yeah, fuck, but they want. Oh, they fucking suck. I, I'm they, sorry, but they won a championship with this team. Uh, they did. I, I, Sammy Watkins was not the reason they won the championship, man. No, but I mean, he's still probably a better number two than they have on the squad now. I everybody was talking about Hardman coming around and being this weapon. Hardman is not a weapon. He's not no, a weapon. Hardman. Harmon's gar- he's garbage. Yeah, I, I mean they. He's don't- Tyreek Hill. He's a, he's a dull version of Tyreek Hill. I, they just don't. I mean, they have Hill and they have Kelsey, and that's it. That, that's their that's their passing attack. But remember, Kelsey's also been a wide receiver one on every other team in the league. I mean, he he outproduces wide receivers, the, the best receivers in the game. Yeah. So he he's a wide receiver too. I mean, he's he's your real. WR1 or I mean they might be 1A 1B those two. So they have two very good styles. The problem is is that Kelsey's not he doesn't seem as uh quick or energetic as he was the past couple of years and he's not getting nearly the amount of uh open field looks that he was uh, in the past couple of years. Yeah. This team was just infinitely different a couple of years back when they had Kareem Hunt in the backfield, Kelsey a couple of years younger, Tyreek Hill just on the scene, you know, walk-ins. That, that team's offense was just better. This offense, you know, the the line is not good, which forces Mahomes to run all the way, all around. However, Mahomes 
did that anyway in the years that they were really good. He ran around and made plays. Um, I just, I, I just think that it's not dynamic because they don't have playmakers. I still don't want to play them in the playoffs. I'll tell you that. I I don't know, dude. They don't scare anybody. Why should they? I mean, you're scared of Mahomes. That's what you're scared of. You're mm-hmm. scared of Mahomes, and you're scared of Tyreek Hill's speed, right? But yep. if they've accounted for that, what else? You're not scared of Ceh. Everybody's Darryl just Williams, playing. Pringle. Everybody's just playing like nickel or dime packages against them. They're leaving that those two high safeties just They're all the way in the, the back. Too high bullshit, right? Yeah, and and they're just saying, fine, just just beat us underneath. And and so that last week you saw what Andy Reid tried to do. He tried to dump it off to Hill and let Hill just run around the field and go 90 yards to get 10 yards. And then it was dead by the end of the game. I know. It's like, you know, it's it's like lunchtime football on the playoffs. Giants, Giants defense played really good, to, to be fair. Like, they, they played pretty good last week. Yeah, no, that loss is on the offense and Joe Judge. The yeah. Giants fucking blow. They're terrible. They're so bad. Did you hear the uh, Geo from Boomer and Geo on Fan in the morning? He lost it on some... I mean, it was basically my rant, but, you know, he, he just went with it because they, the Giant fans were all making excuses and about injuries, and then this guy Gio went. It kind of went viral because it was, you know, he just lost it, and he was just so tired of the Giant fans. But it would be a rant uh, reminiscent of myself. I didn't I didn't hear anything about it. I'll, no. I'll send it to you over text, but uh, it was pretty good. But the Giants stink. I'm sorry. Judge, I, I can't even go with that. I'll be, I'll spend the entire podcast talking about my team, which nobody cares about because they're terrible, and they're out of contention, and there's really nothing. The only thing that you talk about the Giants is how bad they are, and how long it's been going. That's it. It's like them and the Jets. So, but nobody wants to hear that shit. So, all right, um, let's go into uh, the update for our gambling and the rest of our picks. First down. First down. All right. So, last week. Here's where we stood. Chris, you had a bankroll of about 3300, 3350. And then you ended up doing a parlay, a straight bet, and a teaser, and the Chargers screwed you all over. The Chargers were the team, my friends, that just sent everything in the toilet for him and me actually. I uh, well, I mean, I, I picked them. I didn't have money. I had dead money on them. They killed me as well. But anyway, back to you. So you had Tennessee, New Orleans, they both won, but you had the Chargers in there, they lost. And then you had your teaser, which was Tennessee, New Orleans, the Chargers, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati lost, so that killed that. And you did put 100 bucks on the Cowboys, and that won. So then you ended up getting some of your money back. Where'd you land? About $25 positive? Uh, no, I, I think I lost I'm 15 bucks down for the week. 15 bucks down. All right, so... Flip it over to my side, and I did the Chargers and the Falcons. They both lost. No good there. Put that in the toilet. And you can also flush my teaser tickets down because I had the Bengals and I had the Chiefs in both of those, and they went down. So I did end up winning, and I hit a lottery ticket because I ended up trying to follow my brother, and I did a Moneyline parlay with the Tennessee Titans and the New Orleans Saints. And so I hit that one for 50 for 330. So I actually won $30 on the week. 30 whole dollars. Congratulations, you zilch. 
So that's how the uh, gambling ran out. So um, elsewhere, we'll head over to our other picks. Super picks. I was three and two. You were three and two. So for the year, you're still leading me. You're 25 and 15. I am 17 and 23. Uh, the big game, picking all the games. You were nine and five. I was seven and seven. You still have me there. You're four games above 500. Compared to the uh, money, the tickets, and the sharps, they didn't do anything last week. Uh, they were actually all pretty bad. So Chris was the best of the bunch. And then our over unders. I was one and one. You were zero oh and two. You're six and ten with your over unders for the year. I'm seven and nine, so we're both under 500 there. And then Survivor Knockout. You hit both of yours. You had Kansas City to survive, Minnesota to get knocked out. Wow, you got lucky with a Minnesota. I mean, how, how do you lose that game? How do you lose that game to Cooper Rush? Oh my God, come on. Um, and Kansas City, you, you stayed alive with too. You, you snuck in two wins there that you should have probably lost. Uh, as for me, I whiffed because I picked the Bengals. So, along with, what, 47% of all the survivor pools, I went out there. Although that was a, a second or third of my survivor picks that I lost. But sure enough, I picked the Bengals on the worst week. And then I had Houston in the knockout pool. So, the final stats... Uh, that was supposed to be the whistle. I threw the lock in there. But uh, favorite dogs, uh, seven and seven, so they were split. Dogs still lead the season about 62 to 58. Dogs last week, they won six of their games. That's right, six of their games. They Six of the seven. The only one to lose, and we'll get to that in two seconds, Pittsburgh won, Carolina won, Jets won, Tennessee won, New England won, New Orleans won, and the team that lost was... The Giants! Oh, my fucking Giants. The only dog to cover and not win. Home dogs were two and four. Jets and the Saints won that one. Uh, over, unders, uh, unders eight and six. They still lead the season 65 to 56. Uh, teases are still hovering around 70%. There's nothing crazy there. Halftime leads, they were 13 and 0 last week. They were not this week. They were 7-6. and six. A lot of teams lost their halftime lead. Atlanta, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Chicago, Chargers, and Minnesota all lost their halftime lead. And finally, the last little bit, buys. There was six teams, six, coming off buys last week. Nothing really big. The home buy teams were 1-2. and two. The Bills won. The Vikings and Chargers lost. And then on the road, they were 2-1. and one. The Cowboys and Steelers went on the road and won after their buys. And the Jaguars went on the road, and they ended up losing. So any, uh, any little tidbits there? Grab your ear, sir. Uh, I don't know. The, the underdogs winning that many games, I, I, I can't remember the last time that's ever happened. <laughs> I have no clue, man. It was crazy. They, they won every single one of the games that they covered. They won outright, with the exception of the Giants. So That's crazy. They were 7-7, seven and seven, six of them won, and the Giants were the only team that didn't win. Yeah, it's just... money money lines out, out the wazoo. Yeah, I, I, that's what it's been all year. I mean, that's why. I mean, that's kind of what shot you up with your bankroll was that yeah. you've capitalized on a bunch of the money line dog teams. It happens every year. It's just you have to be. I always like not to pick as much two as this. Up. You think as much as this? I mean, I don't have any kind of historic stats, so you can't quote uh, me on that. I mean, I going back a couple of years. Like I remember, I picked 
there was one where the Falcons beat the 49ers. That was like three years ago or two years ago. And that money line parlay, I won like four grand on that one money line parlay. All you need is that one to really, but to be, to be fair to what you're saying, yes, 100%. This year, it seems like it's been more prevalent than the past. I, you know, taking two underdogs and a favorite, and I get the favorite wrong. What are the odds of that? Yeah, I know. It's fucking crazy. What the hell? (laughs) But, I mean, I'm just going through, like, the the prior weeks, right? So, this week, uh, the dogs won, uh, covered seven, won six of them. The week before that, they they won four of six. The week before that, they won four of six. The week before that, they won three of six. So, I mean, I, you know, the week before that, they won six of eight. I mean, and the week before that, they were seven of seven. Yeah. Five and se- five for seven the week before that. I mean, almost all the games that they're covering, they're, they're actually winning. So, I mean, the dogs are, dogs are the play. That's it. You know, if you want the, if you want the multiplier to shoot your bankroll up, you're tr- trying to figure out a way to get your dogs in there. Because, you know, with the money line, if you go that route, you know, the odd shoot you up, you know. I mean, you can, you can play small ball with all the rest of it. You know, there, there are tons of uh, there are tons of podcasts out there that talk about everything from the, uh, what do you call it, like, uh, you know, the, the individual games. Um, uh, what was it? You better you bet. That was the one I was thinking of. But he goes through everything from... Individual performance, uh, you know, props and the rest. You could do all that stuff all game long, you know, and if you want to get your kind of like your one-for-ones. But you really want to shoot it up there. I mean, it's trying to get odds on, like, your money line bets, which is what you did. And this is the year to do it. I mean, there's got to be some people out there that are just killing it. There's got to be. Got to be. There's got to be. I'm just looking at the future... Uh, bets here for for players. I I can't believe Josh Allen. I can't believe these are so high. I mean, these are still plus two forty. He's the favorite at plus two forty. That's not even a favorite. That's still an underdog. For what again? For for MVP. MVP. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I actually was looking uh, at the beginning of the year. We had lined up, and this was I forget when it was, but. We had done a show, and we were talking about uh, props and all the rest of it. And I was going back, and I was looking through that exact thing. We had the win totals, uh, the odds to win it, odds to win the AFC Championship, NFC Championship, uh, MVP, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year. You know, and, I mean, there aren't a, a lot of shocks, but, you know, like Kyler Murray for MVP at 2,500, Oh, he's down to 500. Right. That that looks like it was... And that's funny. We talked about that last year when we were talking about a good correlated bet would be Arizona to win... I think it was Arizona to win the NFC and Kyler Murray to win the MVP. Yeah, and, that's, that's always... That's a great way to do it. I mean, having that connection, that double dip. Right. It was just a, a year early, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but then you looked at I, I don't know there's there's nobody here really past that that you know I I I would think looking at this Kyler Murray 
is the last one after that be, behind him. Tannehill, Mayfield, Derrick Henry, Deshaun Watson, ah, uh, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. Yeah, none of these guys are doing anything. Mur- Murray is the uh, Murray's the play right now at twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Josh Josh Allen before was fourteen hundred. What's he now? Two plus two forty. Okay. And some of these uh, win totals, Chiefs at twelve and a half. Wow. Oof. Lock and a half at the under there. They're not going to get that. The 49ers at 10 and a half. They're not going to get that. They're not going to get there. Uh, Browns are 10 and a half. They're not going to get there. Nope. They're four and four right now. Uh, Seahawks at 10. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, man. What do they have? Three wins? I think so, yeah. Right? They're three and five. I had it up before. Uh, Russell you. Wilson comes back. That team is a that team's totally different. Yeah, but they're three and five right now. Yeah, you know that's not that's not going to get it done. Um, what were some of these other? Oh, Washington football team eight and a half wins. That's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening they're, at all. They're horrible. It. I, I mean, it's fun to do this in hindsight because some of them you're like, man, should have been all over that. Everybody thought How could Washington I not have seen was that. Right. Washington was going to win that division. Like, No, they weren't. Not a chance they were ever going to win. Yeah. I, I mean, right now, Washington at uh, eight and a half just looks awesome. All right. We got some games to get into here. Oh, uh, yeah. We have uh, delayed. All right. So uh, let's kick it off and we'll get into the games. Which one? Uh, there's only really two games that I saw that were worth anything. I don't know if you have identified any. Yeah, whatever you want. Whatever you Whatever you're feeling. Okay, so let's start her up. Second down. So we will head out to Cincinnati. That's where we'll start. Even though this team stunk it up and screwed you over yesterday, we'll head out to Paul Brown Stadium yesterday. I mean, uh, screwed you over Sunday. Uh, We'll head out to Paul Brown Stadium to talk about the Bengals hosting the Brownies. That's right, a little AFC North battle here. The Bengals 5-3 and three on the year. The Browns are 4-4. Four and four. Against the spread, the Bengals are 4-4, four and four, and the Browns are 4-4. Four and four. So they're even in that regard. And their one game differentiates the two in the season. Uh, well, in the standings for the season. Uh, right now, Bengals are favored by 2.5 at home. The over-under is 47 points. The Sharps are going to come in on the Browns, and then the tickets are going to lean heavily in favor of the Bengals, 68% to 32%, and then the money is an even split at 50% each. Well, that's what an even split is, you dumb asshole. Oh, Jesus Christ. You are a stupid asshole. I know, I know. That's exactly what he is! So, um... I don't know. Here you go. You got the Bengals trying to bounce back from their horrific loss versus the Jets last week, which also had controversy because of the, uh, you know, the, the whatever, the lowering the helmet foul that shouldn't have been called. Um, but anyway, loss nonetheless, and a loss that, they, that never should have happened. I mean, they, they should have owned that Jet team, but here it is. It, it definitely opened the doors for a lot of Bengal criticism this week. Have you heard any of it? Because I have heard it all week long. Uh, no, I, I mean, they were, they were first in the AFC going into that game. 
Yeah, there was a bunch of, well, you know, this happens with teams, especially when they're growing, that they have a bad game like this. I'm not really worried. And then there were other people like, well, you know, their defense was always kind of, uh, you know, an aberration. You know, we didn't really believe in it all that much. And so this was kind of the showing of what their defense really was. Oh, well, the offense is kind of hit or miss and they're big plays. And so none none of that stuff happens together at the same time, this is bound to happen. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, whatever. I, I do think that it was one game. I do think it shows some of the faults of the team. Um, but now they're going to try to get right. This is your famous get right game here. Get right game. Yeah, the get right game. And, uh, I, and I, do you know the history of the get right game? That would be a good Google. No, no. But, yeah, that is a very good Google. Yeah, because it is used, I mean, Quite a bit. Anyway, get right game yeah, here. Yeah, that, that and the squeaky wheel game. Squeak- this, this is the famous squeaky wheel game. I haven't heard the game. squeaky wheel game. It's, I more for heard fa- it's more for fantasy. It's like, this is Nick Chubb's squeaky wheel game. Oh, no. It's just the get right game. I just Because I, I heard you saying it. I heard it before. And now every time I hear it, which is a lot, uh, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, it, it is used quite a bit. Uh, and yeah, I'm a cliche this. monster, but that cliche... <laughs> Man, that sucker's got teeth. So anyway, uh, the Bengals uh, are right now. They're they're going to try to get right as we just said versus the Browns. And I don't know what to do with the Browns here. Uh, Baker's Baker's shot right. He's playing with a torn labrum in his shoulder. He's not going to go the full year. I, he's going to try. I mean, he's uh, yeah, he's going to try, but he needs surgery, and the surgery takes like four to six months to repair. If they're if they lose this game. That puts them another game out. They're dead last in the division. They're behind the Steelers. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of a crazy. Steelers are horrible. It's kind of a crazy division because, uh, you know, they're all 400 or 500, 400, 500 or better. You know, Browns are in the basement at 4-4, four and four, but the Steelers are 4-3. and three, Bengals are 4-5-3, and five and three, and then the Ravens are 5-2. and two. And, right, you know, coming off but the, the bye this week. You know, the Ravens win, Bengals win. They're six and three. The Browns will be four and five. That's two games away from them. Cincinnati actually three because of the the the, the tiebreaker. And if the Ravens win, they'll be six and two. They'll be four games out. Right. But, uh, you know, they already didn't they already lose to them? There are three games, but I think they already lost to the Ravens, right? Well, and the Ravens are a shaky five and two. Um, uh, I, I was just thinking about that. You were asking about who did the Ravens lose to? The Ravens lost two games. They lost to the uh, Raiders. They just lost to well, they, the Raiders, and then they lost to uh, whatever the Chargers, right? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those were the two games, but they could have lost so, to the Colts. The Raiders the are second are second in the AFC right now. I know. I mean, it's pretty impressive. And now they're going to come and, and probably lose in in uh, New York here. And East Rutherford to the Giants. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the game on Sunday, so uh, you I'm, are. Yeah, yeah, we got tickets. I got tickets for Alex oh, for our birthday man. because we always try to go to a game. So I, I got our tickets for to go to the game. So we're going to the hell game. yeah third uh, third third deck, but it's first row, third tier. So, She's got to wear a Raiders jersey. Someone needs to wear a Raiders. Jersey. <laughs> oh come on, we're Giant fan. We're not wearing a Raiders jersey. You'll be there in spirit. So yeah, I'll be sure to uh, send you a picture from our seats. So anyway, here should I should I wear a rugs jersey? Yes. <laughs> oh jeez, rugs. Oh, Too soon. Guy. 
example. Too yeah, soon? Not really. No, it's not too soon. But I will say. Game over, man. It's game you got over. it, Hudson. That guy is, uh, he's not going to be playing for quite a while. Listen, uh, I, I will say there's probably, and not defending what Henry Ruggs did in any way, shape, or form, but you know the industry I'm in. You know I, a lot of my friends are, you know, recovering as well. And look, a lot of us drove drunk for a really long time. And so he... Let's not compare you and the rest of the alcoholic addict nation to Henry Ruggs without knowing anything about him. No, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, you want to assume that maybe he has an alcohol problem? Maybe he does. Maybe he oh, does. I maybe he does. I don't. I'm not saying that. I'm maybe saying, he's just a party fucking animal and a jerk off and decided yep. to do 160 in his car until and boom goes the dynamite. You know, in that's, the middle of that, that's the big difference. That's the big difference there. I, you're, you're never gonna catch most of the people I know in a car going 160 miles an hour, regardless of what is inside of us. Look, if he ultimately ends up being an addict of some sort and people go into the story, I, okay, then I understand it's a terrible thing. I, I don't know. It just sounds like a 22-year-old that was partying his face off and then was doing 160 in a Corvette at 4 yep. o'clock in the morning. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you, if you want to rock a, a Ruggs jersey, you know, they'll probably be super popular in the pen. Um, going <laughs> they'll forward. be super popular, yes. Yes. So, but anyway, uh, back to here. So the Browns—they've got a banged up, uh, banged up Mayfield. You know, I don't really know what to make of this game. I really didn't want to pick the game, but it's the best game on the board. You know, Bengal Bengals offense here is where are they ranked. Uh, Cincinnati. Their offense isn't even that strong. It's twenty second. So their offense is actually down. Their defense, which was good, has actually slid down to thirteen. So you've got a Cincinnati defense uh, that's better than the offense. And meanwhile, Cleveland's offense is ranked fifth, obviously, because it's super strong with the run, number one uh, in the run. All this is DVOA, as usual. Uh, And their defense is 19. So, you know, I mean, if you were to ask me, I'd rather have the better, you know, offense than the better defense, you know, in which case you would lean toward Cleveland. But that defense is, uh, that offense of Cleveland's is predicated on nothing but runs, you know. And are they going to be able to keep up with the Bengals who, you know, are big play, big play, big play? Cincinnati's going to win this game. Yeah, I picked Cincinnati. Uh, that, that's what I did as well. Um, I Again, I, I almost, I wanted to go with the Browns. I really did because I, I refused to bet on the Browns and they've come in in these spots and I've listened to some other, you know, gambler podcast and listened to the mentality that they have about the Browns and I get it, right? Here it is. They've got the better defense. You know, they have Hunt, or not Hunt, they have Chubb coming back, which is one of the linchpins of that offense is their running game and the Bengals do have kind of a flash in the pan aura about them. You know, maybe their strict big hit offense is limited. You know, I I don't know. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I like Burrow. I'm taking the better quarterback in this one. I'm taking the better quarterback at home with the better wide receiver. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, they've lost three of the last four games. The only game they won was a Thursday nighter against the Terrible Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater with a backup running back, by the way, which was unbelievable. 
I don't I don't care. They're they're not going to win this game. They they're going the wrong direction the past 4 weeks. Yeah, true that. True that. All right, so we're going to be both on the Bengals in that game. And so then for the second game, we will fly out to Los Angeles where on Sunday night football you will see the Rams hosting the Tennessee Titans. Rams right now sitting uh, atop the NFC at 7-1. and one. Well, I guess uh, they're not sitting atop. Well, yeah, they are. 7-1, and one, tied with Cardinals. Them and the Packers. So, uh, well, no, the, the Cardinals. Cardinals are 7-1. and one. Did the, But the Cardinals didn't beat the Rams, did they? Uh, I don't know. How would you... Let's see. When you do by the conference, let's see how they rank them. Uh, it ultimately ends up being... Yeah, it ends up being Packers, Cardinals, Rams. So... Oh, okay. The right. Rams tied atop the NFC at 7-1. and one. The Titans are 6-2. and two. They're sitting atop the AFC, actually. So, if Derrick Henry didn't get hurt, this would have been a phenomenal game. Uh, Rams 4-4 four and four against the spread... Titans six and two against the spread, and here the Rams will be favored by seven and a half on Sunday night. Obviously, one of the factors there is Derrick Henry being injured, and the over/under is fifty-three and a half. The sharps right now, early on, are on the Rams, and the tickets and money also very heavy on the Rams. 77% of the tickets, 95% of the money. But again, this is a Sunday night game, so that that number is very flimsy. So uh, you you got the Rams-Titans here. Could have been a great game. Probably still be an okay game. How big is the Derrick Henry injury to you? Not that big. That sounds crazy. No, it doesn't. That's we've talked about this, right? Like minus intra-game injuries, injuries with a week to prepare end up not being that big of a deal, especially no. with a running back. No, they, they they have three other running backs. I mean, I, I get Adrian Peterson. They signed him. He's not gonna. They're not gonna give him the ball twenty-five times, twenty-eight times. Every every radio station, every podcast, every TV show you watch, they're all talking about how those. 28 runs might turn into 20 runs or 22 runs between three guys. And it's going to be more on Tannehill. And Tannehill is, does very well in that offense. He just he's, – he's good. And they have pass-catching weapons. They, they, just, they just do. Yeah, this is, a, so, this, is a, this is a Tannehill game, if anything. Yes. You know, I would imagine that they are going to need, they would have needed him with Henry anyway to stay in this game. And I think that that ultimately now has got to be their only chance is that, you know, to dial him up. Um, now, I don't know if they're going to have Julio Jones back this, this week. Uh, he's just going to be in and out. That's been his MO, what, for three years now? He's just hurt. Plays a couple He's games just... a year, and that's it. So, But A.J. Brown had a big game last week. So, Yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown is incredibly good. He's he's the guy that you drafted in the second round of the NFL, of the uh, fantasy football drafts, first, second round, whatever it is. And uh, he's really, really good. He's not going to win them games every week because he's not uh, – he's no Devontae Adams. But – but he's very good, and and my whole point is I, I I have trust in him, and seven and a half points is so many points. I actually 
that Tennessee winning this game outright is 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 part of my parlay later. Oh, on. I knew I, that was going to come. Well, I, I I'm seven and a half. You knew I was going to pick them. Hell no. What? No, I, the Tennessee Titans winning on the road here. This is a eggy special, and I. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard any of the I haven't heard any of the po- the the gambling podcasts that I usually listen to this week. I mean there there are a lot. Uh, I listened to you better your bet but that was on Monday. I don't know if they got to this game, but um the favorites I haven't heard yet. Uh I didn't listen to Gil Alexander's uh gambling one uh what it bet in the book I think that is. Anyway, so I I would imagine though that a lot of the aficionados quote unquote are also going to side with Titans here. That that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I ended up not. I look at it this way, right? The Rams have the number one offense, right? One in pass, ten versus the rush. Tennessee has the twentieth ranked defense, which is fourteenth against the pass and twenty eighth against the rush. Then on on the flip side, you know the Rams defense is nine. So they're eight against the pass and eighteen against the rush. Tennessee is eighteen against the pa- eighteen in the pass and nine in the rush, and the rush just got knocked out, right? So the thing that the Rams defense doesn't do well, Tennessee just lost. And the things the Rams do do well is what Tennessee is going to need to lean on. So if you understood what I was saying there, I'm going to Rams. Because I think this one might get away from Tennessee. I, I think this might not be as close as you might think, obviously, because you're going with them. So Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not worried. Their offensive line is still as good as it was when Derrick Henry was there. They're going to find a running back. They're a professional football team. They're going to find somebody who can run the ball and get them those yards. Right, they they are. I just I you can't you can't look past that. I mean, they outside of that crazy bullshit loss to the Jets. Yeah, like the crazy. only that was such a bad loss. It was, so it was such dude. So the stupid. time of possession in that game was like three to one Tennessee to New York. But that's not their They lost the game. They should be seven and one. All right. So how many of those games? Asking you right now. How many of those, sorry, her mother is trying to dial into this FaceTime call. Oh, uh, <laughs> should, should add Mama Jojo bring, to the, yeah, to the bring, podcast. Bring your, bring your mother-in-law in on the call. No, See no, See who no, she no, likes no. in this game. No, no, no. Um, Don't how be many rude. Of those, sorry, Don. How many of those seven games, excluding the, the, the uh, Arizona game that they got smoked the first game of the season? Are you talking about Tennessee? Think, yeah, Tennessee. How many of those games do you think Tennessee won because of Derrick Henry? Well, I, I don't know. Probably all of them, right? I mean, he's their. He, I mean, he is their team. So I, I don't know if I can necessarily go that route. But I, I look. Let's just say that in modern football, you should be able to flip running backs pretty easily. Even if it's Derrick Henry, because I mean, pass is first and foremost. You know, mm-hmm. the Titans run things differently. They're going to have to, you know, change that up here this week, though, because they just don't have them. So that's not. He had, be- a th- he had a thousand yards rushing in eight games. Right, right. I mean, which which was awesome. It was a great thing to watch. But my. What interests me more in relation to Derrick Henry is what happens to him going forward. Because now that he has the one injury. He's done. 
I mean, usually it starts falling apart at that point, right? It's kind mm-hmm. of amazing he's never had a big injury like this, you know, up to this point. And I'm not saying it's, it's destined to happen, but, uh, you know, if I was a betting man, I would say, you know, here's where it starts going downhill. He was on pace for almost 500 touches this year. It's incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, it just, your body breaks down. And here you have a, a, but, a foot injury. But regardless, I like, I like their team. And I think that their receiving threats are are good enough. I mean, McNichols is going to be the guy coming out of the backfield now, so they're going to have to use him a little more. They'll probably run a couple more sets like that, you know, a couple right. more screens with, with McNichols, which is what they were trying to do with Henry a bunch of times. But I, I think they'll be fine, man. I, I really right. do. So you're going with the Titans. I am going with the Rams. And so now we will hit the rest of the games. Now you got about 20 minutes left here, right? So yep. if that's the case, minutes. we will just fly through these here on third down. So let's go. Third down. First game Thursday night. Thursday night football. The Colts hosting the Jets. Colts are favored by 10 and a half points in this one, if you can believe that. The Sharps are going to end up taking the Jets. Uh, the tickets are on the Jets as well. 59% money, 78% in favor of the Colts over under here. 46 and a half points. Who are you taking? Uh, the Jets. You are going to take the Jets here. Hmm. Ten and a half is a lot of points. I don't know what I should do here. I guess I'm going to take the Jets too. I can't give the Colts ten and a half points. It's just way too many for me. So I'm I'm going to go here with you, and I'm going to end up taking the Jets. Saints, Falcons in New Orleans. Saints favored by six over under forty two points. The Sharps are going to come in on the Falcons. The tickets are on the Saints by 61%, and then 74% of the money is on the Falcons. So you got pros versus Joes here with the pros on the side of the Falcons, along with the Sharps. So what side are you going to take here? I'm taking any side that doesn't have Matt Ryan at quarterback. Yeah, so you're going to take the Saints. I don't know, man. Six points on a Saints team is a lot, but they do have a good defense, and that defense played really well last week against Tom Brady, and I don't know if that's going to change staying at home, playing against Matt no Ryan, way. like you said. Who the no Calvin, way, that's it. No with way. no Calvin Ridley, that Calvin Ridley thing is just, I, I, it's only because I drafted him in fantasy football. And we talked about that. We were like, this is the year. Watch Calvin Ridley just fall apart here. Even though he yep. did really well without Julio Jones last year. And sure enough, that's exactly what's happening. So that's... we're both going to take the Saints there against the the Falcons. My, I, you know, I don't know. The Falcons, it might be that done for them because they, they were coming around and now they've got to kind of reinvent themselves yet again. To throw it out there, though, like at least we're in a day and age where Calvin Ridley can come in front of a, an audience and say, I need to step away from football. Like, props to him, man. You couldn't do that. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. It's not about that. It's just about, you know, trying to root for your team. I mean, you know, it's it's a personal thing. It just sucks that you don't have your number one wide receiver. That's oh, a, yeah. It's a huge it blow. It sucks. It's a That's huge a blow. Huge blow. Huge blow. So, 
The next game is the one that we had mentioned earlier. Giants hosting your Raiders. The Giants are home dogs here. The Raiders favored by three points. 46.5 is the over-under. The Raiders own the tickets and the money pretty heftily. Uh, tickets 78%, money 88%. So I am going to ultimately go with the Raiders here. I just I, I can't back the the Giants. It just goes against my entire being. <laughs> I'm gonna go Giants. I just don't. I don't care. Everybody Dude, thinks the I don't Raiders get it. are. So good. you're like on the Giants. You're on the Giants. You're on the Giants. Then you weren't on the Giants last week. And I know. Now you're going back on the Giants. I know. I mean, make up your fucking mind. You you either believe in believe in them or you don't. You know, you did watch know. it. You did. You know, the only reason that Kansas City didn't cover that game is because of Kansas City. It wasn't because of the Giants. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the it. Giants' defense played okay, but that offense did everything possible to give them the, enough points to cover. I'm going to pick the Giants on my roof for the Raiders. That's just how it goes. Yeah, I got you. All right. So uh, we'll head out to Carolina for another home dog. The Panthers are going to be three-and-a-half-point dogs to the Patriots at home here. So the over-under is 41-and-a-half. The Sharps are going to take the Panthers there at home, which sounds like it's going to be P.J. uh, whatever – not a uh, Sam Darnold. PJ Walker. PJ Walker, yes, of XFL fame. Uh, PJ Walker from the XFL will be under center because Sam Darnold's still dealing with his head issues, uh, probably in more ways than one. Maybe he should join Calvin Ridley. Uh, the Sharps are going to be on the Panthers. The tickets and the money are on the Patriots pretty heftily, almost 80% for both of them. So, who are you going to take here between the Patriots and the Panthers? I'm going to take the Patriots, although I don't. This game. Doesn't mean much in in my mind of betting, but I, I just don't. It depends. Like if if McCaffrey plays, this spread is totally different, right? Like this this is not a three and a half point spread. But the way it's set up now with a backup quarterback, I don't care if you're at home. The Patriots still have are kind of coming together, and to the fact that they're only three and a half point favorites, I kind of like that. Yeah, me too. I took the Patriots here in this spot. I think. The, along the same lines that you do, I watch that. Like I said, I watched that Patriot game last week, a second time versus the Chargers, and and I was impressed with you know the team. Uh, it all depends on Mac Jones. If Mac Jones can just get a little bit better here, you know they might be able to make a little bit of a run for the playoffs, and then maybe uh, through a little bit. We'll have to see. So we'll uh, fly out to Baltimore for the next game. Ravens coming off the bye. They are going to be hosting the Vikings. Ravens favored by six, over under 49 and a half. Sharps have got the Vikings. Tickets and money hefty on the Ravens. I am going to take the Falcons. I'll go first here. I just can't give – I'm going to take the Vikings. I can't give the Ravens six points. Coming off a bye, I don't agree. I think they're going to be rested and ready. They got real tired at the end there. They've been on a home – they played at home for like – they've been home for like six weeks. I, it, it, I haven't been keeping track, but it does sa- It does feel like they have been home. I'm thinking about the games. I'm, I'm going through, I'm going to check right now. I feel like they've been home forever. <laughs> what, what was the last? They played the Chargers at home, right? Yeah. The Colts on Monday Night Football, yep. the Chargers, yep. the Bengals, and then the Vikings. They've been home. In, and then they had their buy in there. They've been home for five, over a month. They haven't had to leave their home. <laughs> I mean. That's crazy. Solid scheduling by the, by the NFL there. 
Oh, um, they're about to get screwed, though. Yeah, well, it, it, have, well, it goes around, comes around. They probably go on like a right. three, four-game road trip or four out of five or something. Oh, God. Yeah, four out of the next one, two, three, four, five. Four out of the next five games are on the road. Yeah, That's well, you only, you, know, you only get you know half your schedule at home, so if you're ripping up yeah. all those games in a row, then you know pain's coming down the road. So, But for this one, it is home, so we don't have to worry about that stretch. The Vikings, the six points doesn't give you any trepidation. You're just going to take the, the Ravens. No, I, I love the Ravens in this, yeah. All right. The Bills are going to be facing off against the Jaguars. This one is another big spread, but even bigger than the six-point spread. It's 14 and a half. It's over two touchdowns here. Buffalo uh, on the road, going to be a road favorite. So this is, what, our third our third home dog here. Now, uh, Jaguars, two more than two touchdown uh, underdogs here. They're going to be the sharp pick, however, and the ticket and the money are going to be all over the Bills. I mean, almost, I, I mean, it's... It's early, but they're like 90, 96%. It's crazy. And the over-under here is going to be 48.5. So the 14, it, these big spreads, and I, I mentioned this on the podcast last week. I don't know if I did it the week before, but there was somebody I heard, the guy by the name of Fat Jack, and he was talking about uh, something related to big spreads and how the bigger the spread gets, the better the team gets at actually covering it. And I think the... Price point was 14 and a half. And it seems pretty true the past couple of weeks. But I'm going to take the Bills here. Yeah, I, I don't care. The Bills, they can put up points. And they can put up points quick. Like that last week, they were playing the Dolphins. And they were, it was like tied at halftime. And then I literally went to the bathroom, came back. And on red zone, they showed it was like 27 to 11. And I was like, "What? Like, how did that just happen?" Yeah, I, I they they ended up cover. I mean, barely that they barely got above that cover last week, but they got it. So whatever, doesn't yeah. matter. So, Jaguars are are really bad. Yeah, they're duty. That that team just blows. So the we're both going to be on the Bills in that one. So let's go down by you, sunny Florida Dolphins hosting the Texans. The Dolphins favored by six and a half points. Can you believe that? The Dolphins, as bad as they are, favored by six and a half points. It's because they're playing the Texans. The over-under is 46 points. The tickets are just a, a hair on the Dolphins, and the money is on the Texans. So I don't know what to do with this game. I'd rather just not even talk about it because who cares? But it's the Deshaun Watson Bowl. Or it could have been the Deshaun Watson Bowl. That's funny. Turned out to be a whole bowl of nothing. Miami should win this. Miami should win and they should cover. Oh, man. Can I really go? I've gone with the Texans so many times and they have just roasted me. I guess I'm going to go with you in this one. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Uh, this was a coin flip for me. So, The last four, 1 o'clock game is going to be the Cowboys hosting the Broncos. Cowboys favored by 10 points here. 49 and a half is the over-under. Tickets and money on the Cowboys in this one. Uh, 10 points, is it too much for you? No. It really depends on the Prescott thing. I, I wrote, if Prescott plays, I'll take the 10. If Cooper Rush is the quarterback, I'll probably take Denver. At 10 points, you it, this is a Dak Prescott line. Yeah. Yeah. So I, let's, assume, let's assume that he's playing. Well, I mean, it's gone down 
to nine since I mean I I did my my picks at like noon today or one today and it's gone down a point already so it looks like it's a Prescott line like you said but it might be going the other way I, I'm if Prescott plays I'm we're assuming that I'm taking the Cowboys at laying nine ten points yeah so am I I, I am assuming that Dak is playing in this one and my problem is the Broncos offense I just don't know. What, how they're going to be able to keep up because uh, Bridgewater just doesn't have big plays in him. He just doesn't score. And not only then they lose Von Miller, so they lost basically the guts of that team, you know, the heart and soul as he went to Los Angeles. Um, so I just think it's going to be a bad, bad day for the Broncos. So I'll take that 10 and the Cowboys. Obviously, Dak Prescott is going to be a huge factor in what happens there though so let's go to the four o'clock games eagles host your eagles here you love these eagles i know you're picking them here uh the eagles are hosting the chargers the eagles are a home dog one and a half points is the spread in favor of the chargers the chargers have the tickets and the money on their side sharps are going to pick the eagles over under 50 points so can I just I'm, pencil you I'm in on never, the eagles i'm never picking the chargers ever again so yes i know it i know it yeah uh, I, I, I'm going to give the Chargers one more go here. Uh, I, I don't know which Chargers team is the real team, the one prior to this slide or the one that I watched last night, or last night, uh, the one that I watched yesterday from last weekend. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, it's it's such a tough game to pick, and I just hate the Eagles. So I I know they beat the shit out of the Lions. What, what was it, 44-something? What was the final there? I don't even remember. Uh, but it's 47 something. It's not going to scare me. I think this is going to be a charger get right game. Granted, they've got to go from West to East coast, but it's a four o'clock game, not a one o'clock game. So not nearly as bad. Um, so I'm going to take the chargers. You're going to take the Eagles. The second four o'clock game is the chiefs hosting the Packers. This game could have been really good. And now it's kind of up in the air because obviously the whole Aaron Rodgers stuff. So I, it's up to seven and a half in favor of the chiefs. 48 and a half is the over under sharps are picking the chiefs. The other two are on the Packers, but this is early yet, so I don't know if that adjusted to the Aaron Rodgers news. So I'm never picking the Chiefs, so I'm taking the Packers here. Well, it's it definitely dude. It was it was even on. I told you I was telling you the other uh, just before that Florida finally made it legal for online gambling. Right. So I I placed a bet a teaser and I got the Chiefs getting six and a half. Points. Oh, you guys are like up and running, up and running. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Because remember when Jersey came through and it was talked Ugh. about on national news everywhere? Florida getting approved is a big deal. It's a big state. It, was, it wasn't even in the news. It wasn't I, the in the only news. Re- nowhere. The only reason I found out it was it was online and, and it, they launched it Monday night and didn't tell anybody. The only way I found out was because... On some local social media, like some local news social media, uh, one of the girls that works for me, she was like reading an article. And at the bottom of the article, it said, by the way, the Seminoles opened their online gambling last night. And I was like, no, that's that's not true. That must be a uh, (laughs) that must be a typo. And so I went on. I went online. I Googled it. And it was there's one website you can use, one social media platform to use, to uh, one app I should say 
to use to, to gamble here. So wow. it's, it's, yeah, it's obviously hard rock. That is batty. I, I just can't figure that out at all. New phone books are here. The new phone books are here. That's that's what it should have been like. The jerk, anyway. Um, so, no, what I meant when I was saying that those didn't adjust, I'm talking about the the 73% of the tickets and the 67% of oh, the money. I don't yeah, know if that yeah. adjusted. The line definitely adjusted. There's no way with, with Rodgers in there it was 7.5 in favor of the Chiefs. But, uh, like, I, I'm taking the Packers. I don't know what you're doing. What are you going to do here? I'm going to take the Chiefs, actually. Oh, man. Just so frustrating because these are the, the plays that I usually do and I'm not doing them and uh, here you are doing the opposite. So It's uh, Jordan Love. How are you going to bet on Jordan Love? Seven and a half points I because I look at that Chiefs team and I saw it against the Giants and, you know, Jordan Love, look, all of these backup quarterbacks have come in in these spots and have had great games. They've all performed well. Right, there's no tape on them. The other team doesn't know what to do. They don't know how to play, you know. So one team adjusts kind of in secrecy, and the other team has to guess how they're going to play. And I don't know. This year, it seems like it's gone in favor of the you know fill-in quarterback. So I'm taking them just because the seven and a half is too big. Chiefs never cover, and Jordan Love might be. Might be a bonus. He might be an X factor here. Who knows? They got quite a schedule coming. They have five home games out of six out of their next six. That's really good. For who? The pack? No, for the Chiefs. For the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be a get right series for them. Get right. Uh, yeah. Get right. Part of the schedule. So you're going to go Chiefs. I'm going to go Packers. That brings us to the final afternoon game. That is going to be the 49ers hosting the Cardinals. Cardinals, obviously, they are going to be favored, but not by a lot, by only a half a point. And I think that this probably has a lot to do with uh, Kyler Murray being a question mark in this game now. So Cardinals favored by half a point. They have 64% of the tickets, 61% of the money. Sharps are on the 49ers. Over under here is 45 and a half. Who do you like here in this uh, NFC West battle? I picked Arizona. I mean, well, I like, I'm going to take San Francisco if Murray doesn't play. Obviously, I think everyone is. But if Murray plays, I'll take Arizona. Yeah, I took Arizona thinking that Murray was playing. So, obviously, if he's out, I think I'm taking the 49ers. But then again, that kind of mentality probably would have lost, uh, lost us a game last week because I definitely would have went on the Vikings instead of the Cowboys, and that would have lost. And you would have lost your only winner of the week last week. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, all right, so that's the 4 o'clock games. We've already touched on the Sunday night game. So that means Monday night football is the one that we're left with. And this game is going to be the Steelers facing off against Chicago. Two historic teams in a historically shitty game in 2021. Steelers favored by six and a half points here. The over-under is a mere 50, 40, 40 points. A mere 40, mere 50. What would that be? That would be normal. A mere 40 points. The tickets are a, 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 a hair on the Steelers' side. The money is more so, but again, a Monday Night Football game. Those numbers are floozy. So, uh, here, Steelers, Bears, six and a half. A lot of points for Big Ben playing the way that he plays. Is it going to yeah. scare you away? No, I'm going to take the Steelers. The Bears suck. Yeah, the Bears are bad, but they, I mean, they Steelers had, are bad. They this had the terrible. 49ers there for a little bit. 
This is a terrible game. This is a terrible. I mean, Monday. Zero interest in this. I, I mean, Monday night football and Thursday night football have kind of like diluted themselves, and then Sunday night football ends up being the best games. Yeah, uh, it, that's been the running running trend for at least four or five years now. But the Steelers here, you're going to take the Steelers. Ah, oh, man, I, I'm tossed up. I don't know. Six and a half points is so many points for Big Ben, but they are home. But They're I, home. Yeah, I know. But I, I I made that same argument earlier in the year, and who was it that they just got demolished by, like week two? Uh, who they was beat the it? Bills and then the Raiders. The Raiders, yes, it was the Raiders game. That was yep. the same mentality I used for the Raiders game, and then it was like, oh nope, <laughs> shouldn't have been thinking that. But I don't know. I, I really don't like the Bears and anything about the Bears at this point. So I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna side with the Steelers as well and take the six and a half. So that is the Week Nine games in the book and locked up. So let's fire it up, finish it up with our bets. All right, so you are the one that has been kicking ass. So why don't we, we'll start off with our super contest picks. You can lead off. All right, so I picked New England, you Baltimore. Yep, all right. Cincinnati. Uh Uh-huh. Kansas City. KC, okay. You really like KC. Yeah, and Tennessee. And Tennessee. Tennessee is, I mean, you're all over them. You said it earlier. They're going to be in one of your parlays, your money lines. So, and you really like them. You're putting them here as your top five picks. So, I did have at least one of the teams that you did. I picked New England as well. But then I went different areas for all the rest of them. I took Buffalo in that big spread. I took Minnesota against your Baltimore pick here and those six points. Uh, I took the Chargers. Yeah, get right game for me. And then I took Dallas, even with the 10 points. So the over-unders, who'd you go with the over-unders? I took the Las Vegas, New New York Giants game, the over 46 and a half. Okay. And I took the Green Bay, Kansas City game under 48 and a half. Under for that one, huh? Because of the Jordan Love factor? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't know. That didn't scare me that much. I I just, I thought that... Love was going to step in there and be able to put up some points. So I, I did two unders because the unders have been hitting more than anything. So I took Buffalo Jacksonville and I took the under. Same mentality that I hit on the Buffalo Miami game last week that Buffalo's defense is good and uh, I'm not really sold on anything that Jacksonville does. So I took the under 48 and a half there. And then I took the Thursday night game Indianapolis, New York Jets under the 46 and a half. I know last week there was all the points, but Indianapolis defense is pretty good. Their offense really isn't, and I question whether or not that the Jets are going to be able to repeat last week with a full game tape available for the Colts to study this week. So, and it's a short week, so they got to go on the road here. I don't know whether that's going to do that offense that was able to go toe to toe with the. Bengals last week. So I took the under for Indianapolis and the Jets. So that brings us to our survivor and knockout pools. So which teams did you take? I'm going to take the Colts to survive and the Falcons to get knocked out. Okay. I actually couldn't use those teams. I was looking at them. So I ended up taking Kansas City to survive there that this week. I don't like the points, but I do like them to win. And then I took Jacksonville to get knocked out because I had not taken them as of yet. And so that brings us to 
Our bets! Let's go. You go. You're in the lead. You still, your bankroll is what? Like 33,000 about? Yeah, 3,300. 3,300. And I'm on my second thousand, and I won 30 bucks, so I'm on 1030 for the second round. <laughs> right. I gave, I'll give you I'll give you some. It's okay. Oh, great. Yeah, fuck you. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do a $50, $50 money line parlay. Here it is. With the, with the Ravens, the Eagles, and the Titans. And that's 50 to win 550. That's how you do it. Yep. And then I'm going to use those three teams and Kansas City. And I'm going to do a $100 tease to win 360 That brings the Ravens to even. The Eagles getting 8.5. The Titans getting 13.5. And the Chiefs laying 1.5. Okay. And then I'm going to do a five-team $50 tease with Baltimore bringing them to even. Dallas uh, bringing them to minus 4. Eagles to plus 8.5. Kansas City to one and a half and the Rams down to one and a half. Okay. And then my, the final thing I'm going to do is I'm going to lay a hundred straight on the Cincinnati bungles to win 200. Okay. So what was the, I've got your first one. It was a three team money line parlay. That was 50. And then you had two teasers, a hundred each. No, hundred for the one, the four team, and a fifty dollars for the five team. Five team, okay. Yep. All right, and then a hundred straight on Cincinnati, and I gotta say adios. All right, peace out. I will finish up, and then we will talk to you next week. All the best. Say uh, hi to my godson there, and hi to my sister-in-law, and then I will, I will talk to you uh, later on. So All right. there you go. That's uh, Chris Eggie's picks. He has been cashing it in this year. And just to do a little refresh, he did Cincinnati straight for 100. He did a three-team Moneyline parlay. Baltimore, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Titans, all three of those teams to win. And then in a teaser, he took those teams. He packaged them with Kansas City. And then he did a second tease, which had a fifth team. It was Baltimore, Dallas, Philadelphia, KC, and the Rams. So that's what he did. I... Didn't do that much. I actually did one straight-up bet. I just took New England for 100 because I like New England this week a lot. And so I just wanted to get the ball rolling on learning how to win here because I, I always take a parlay here. I took teasers there, and they always win. So you ultimately have to figure out how to take money out of this market. And sometimes doing it, the you know, trying to do it with the multipliers is not the route to go, right? It's all about money management and the art of gambling and if you want to keep taking parlays and teasers every week I, you know good luck to you you really need to amplify it or lock th things in and so this to me I'm hoping here in New England I can lock them in with a hundred bones so the teaser that I'm going to do I am going to do a three team tease I am going to put a hundred on this one so I will be down 200 for the week and so my hundred dollar teaser for this week will be Baltimore, which my brother also had, Dallas, which my brother also had, and the Rams, which my brother also had. But I am just doing those three and those three only. And so that takes Baltimore. It brings Baltimore to a pick, Dallas to four, and the Rams to one and a half. 
And that is all she wrote for week nine of the Broken Helmet. We will be back again next week. I will this week. I I will be doing a Sunday morning update to update all of the injuries, plus the spreads and any kind of movement that there might have been uh, with the money and the tickets. There's going to be a lot of notes to be had because I, you know, I forgot to mention it, but. The New York Giants right now are facing a huge COVID outbreak. You've got Aaron Rodgers, who's out. Devontae Adams, who's out, but should be coming back, but he's not really coming back quite yet. He had, they haven't announced it. A lot of other stuff. Sam Darnold, his concussion. Injuries abound. So I will update everybody on Sunday. And until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Peace.